0: This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 194. I am Rob, you are Greg. And I have an update, very quick, because we promised we would do this update. What? We don't promise anything. No, this was episode 190. March 4th, 2012, PawnStevenson.com, episode 190. We saw Journey 2, The Mysterious Island in 3D. And before the movie, there was a Looney Tunes 3D animated short film called Daffy's Rhapsody. And it said it was the voice of Mel Blank. Now, I said that. You didn't believe me. No, well, I didn't believe, because I, how could that be? He's been dead for years. But it turns out, as you discovered, it actually is the voice of Mel Blank. Yes. No, I didn't discover it. I knew it. <laughs> you did know it. I give you I credit. I knew it. I give you credit for that. But it, it, I it was... love it supposedly it was a recording Mel Blanc did, what, in the in the 1950s for a, a record album? Yeah, I mean, Looney Tunes, they did, <clears throat> it wasn't just video, I mean, they did albums, that, it was a song, I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. So my, my guess is that there is more material out there that they could do. Well, that was cool. I guess they took that recording, they must have cleaned it up, and and uh, built a a computer animated short film around it. Yeah. Well, and as we said that the Elmer Fudd was actually Billy West. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Mel Blanc. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it says the short films director, Matthew O Callahan notes that Daffy, Daffy's Rhapsody was originally recorded in the early 1950s as part of a children's album. Welcome
1: to the Ponch Stevenson Show.
0: So anyway, that was our update for that. We forgot for a few episodes, but... All right. Uh and then we'll mention a couple of uh comments we had from the last episode 193. Um which these fans are coming out of the woodwork again. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we go through phases with the fans. Uh but apparently uh uh guy named uh, list, his name is Steve, uh, I hope we say this right. Uh Rugel Rugel? No. I don't know. Um, but he he started showing up on Facebook and then he put put in a comment on uh uh the website and uh he said uh that he also did not like he does not like this Zoe D Chanel comedy at all. New girl. Yes. And he thinks that I've somehow been under a rock because I've never eaten a chicken pot pie. Well, not before episode one hundred ninety-three, yeah. <laughs> right? Now, it, again, very quickly, he mentions that he he said, "Didn't you guys ever go through extreme poverty in your college years? You never had chicken pot pie. There, uh, it, it's a cheaper, more delicious, more hangover-friendly meal uh, for 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 college students. Did not exist until ramen noodles. So, I guess he's saying before ramen noodles, the cheap." college meal was a chicken pot pie well i i I never i mean yes i grew up eating chicken pot pies but i had never heard of the college connection before i guess i don't know i guess it makes sense it's just when i was in college i ate a lot i had a lot of microwave dinners and um and like uh like hostess you know cupcakes and that kind of stuff (laughs) Um, But we also went to the dining hall. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. I went to Rutgers, and the dining halls there, um, (laughs) I mean, they were better than high school lunches. Oh, by far, yeah. (laughs) Not not by much. So you were pretty limited to what you could eat there. I mean, you could eat, like, hamburgers or cereal or...
1: Hamburger,
0: yes. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I just, here's the thing. I'm not sure about Steve, but me personally, when I was in college, I was, (laughs) I was like a hundred, you know, I'm like, at the time I was like six foot two, but I was only like 150, 160 pounds. Yeah. So I was pretty skinny and I didn't, so I didn't eat a lot. And so I didn't have to eat a lot. I don't know. I just never ate a lot. It wasn't until I was like 22, 23 and I was back at home. And I was just eating a ton. <laughs> well, you and I, when, when we went to college, like I said, we were both on the meal plan at, at at the dining hall, so it was just built into the cost of going to college. Right. And they didn't I don't remember them serving that there. But I don't remember like I that said, either. Most of the I mean the the the, the, the pasta was inedible. And what I hated about that was they would have pasta night. And the only thing that was there was pasta. There was nothing else. There was nothing else you could choose from other than cereal.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so, and the pasta there was inedible because it was like this maroon-colored, horrible, disgusting sauce that, like, several years later, they found had been laced with this, like, chemical That was like this like super substitute kind of real, I don't know what it was, but basically I ate it a couple of times and my roommate, our friend Chris from, from, you know, Belleville ate it also. And after like a two or three times, you know, we would later that night, we'd have like uncontrollable diarrhea. (laughs) Had to call the diarrhea doctor. Oh boy. (laughs) And so finally, after a cup, you know, after like two weeks, we're the both of us were like independently, we're like, Hey, you know, last night I had all this diarrhea and I ate the pasta. And he was like, <laughs> you know what? I did too. We're like, Oh, it's got to be that. So we just, we never <laughs> ate it again. And so pretty much you were forced to take the spaghetti and eat it with butter. It's delicious. <laughs> it was disgusting, but it was, there was nothing else to eat. And nutritious. No, 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 I don't think so. No, I mean, I, no, obviously I'm kidding. No, but, um, yeah, I think I just remember eating like, like uh, chicken with, with, you know, like turkey with gravy or like um, baked chicken. There just wasn't a lot of choices. And the, the. The women who worked there, like serving the food and cooking it, were all these like literally these absolutely insane black ladies, and they would literally fight amongst themselves all night. <laughs> and they'd be having like food fights sometimes. <laughs> it was it was just madness. It's like I, a movie. Oh my god, it was utter utter madness. It's like you're trying to get your food, and the two of them are like literally wrestling. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey! I need to eat this diarrhea-inducing food over here. Hey, 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 what is going on here? This is madness. This is madness. This is madness. Alright, so next comment. Yeah. Um. Again, our our big fan, David, in England. Uh. Um, <clears throat> He said he and his girlfriend went to see the movie John Carter cuz we reviewed that in episode <laughs> 193. They went to see John Carter. He said they walked out after the first half hour. Was, well, I didn't pay for it or I would have walked out. Well, but he he said it 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 made no sense whatsoever. It was terrible. And he also said that now he has to track down <laughs> the Drew Peterson Untouchable nah. movie. <laughs> Uh, As well as it's always sunny in in Philadelphia, yeah, which is a great show. Yeah, you should watch that. I don't know about the Drew Peterson. I don't know if it's worth it. Oh, it's worth it. Trust me. And And the other, the other thing was, he mentioned. Um, this was something I was going to bring up and totally forgot. This, this, this Beatles kids band. Oh yeah, the Beatles (laughs) sons. Sons of the Beatles. I don't. I. I can't believe this is serious, but Paul McCartney's son James, yeah, James who, McCartney, who I describe him as as re- resembling uh, uh, what Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> he had. Look, I'm serious. He has this giant head. He looks this, like, and then this tiny, scrunched up face. He looks like. Head. No, no, he looks like, uh, what's, what's the guy's name who was Scotty in that new Star Trek movie? Oh, Simon Pegg. Yeah, he looks, he looks exactly like Simon Pegg. Nah, he looks worse than Simon Pegg. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look too good. Um, but, um, yeah, him. Now, here's the thing. I've heard him, like, he's played, he's played, he plays, he, does he play in, in Paul's band now? I don't think so. No, but he has occasionally. He well he he's he's appeared here and there on on Paul McCartney's albums. Yeah. We're not gonna play any of their songs today, but No. I, I've heard him. I've heard him sing. He's okay. You know, does he, he's live, he, does he talk like this, Liv? No, I I don't think so. <laughs> I think so. Um he he's okay. Um I mean he's better than like most people, but Obviously, he's not Beatles worthy, but hmm. he's okay. Um, you know, and he was talking about like, like you know, this that it would involve Sean Lennon. No, oh, God, loser. <laughs> you know, here's the thing: Sean Lennon is o he's okay. He's a different style of music than obviously the father. He's okay. What, what, bad. <laughs> he's okay as long as. He he plays this like kind of eclectic kind of weird stuff, and he's okay when he stays in that realm. Um, the problem for him is that lately every performance he does, the mother gets on stage <laughs> and starts y- cackling. No. Yes.
2: Ah, yeah! Ah, yeah! <laughs>
0: Oh, anyway, man. um come on. Supposedly he would be involved also Danny Harrison, man. uh George's son. Who's pretty good. Well, the thing with Danny Harrison is it I th- it's I feel like he's not going along with it because he's excited. I just feel like he's he's so laid back that he just <laughs> has to go along with it. It was like George. <laughs> he's like uh you know if you want me hey. to do
1: it or you don't want well, me to do you know, it whatever. you know what's going to
0: happen is they're going to get together and the other ones will be idiots and he'll just be sitting there like his father <laughs> basically you know just having to accept it right and so then we're talking about Ringo's son and obviously his son Zach Starkey is he's just too he's too good to be in this band <laughs> Asian yeah, that well, that was what I responded with. Like, he already has a successful career. There's no way he's doing this. Yeah, but then so they were talking about his brother. I I forget his his name. Jason, maybe. Um, I for, is it Starkey? Also, obviously, I don't know. Um, Let's, to the internet. Uh, I'll bet you I'll beat you to it. Yeah. What was it, 192? What? Nope. 192? What the hell are you talking about? No, what about? episode was that comment? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about, but... No, the comment that David Jason, left I was right, with, yes. ...with the link to that article. Well, you don't need to read the article. I'm telling you what's in it. Okay. Anyway, apparently, uh, actually, Ringo had quite a few kids. Um, With Maureen, it was Jason Starkey and also son Lee Starkey. Yeah, that's right. I had many children. I guess that was his son. I don't know. Sometimes Lee is a girl's name. Well, how is it spelled? L-E-E. It's probably a boy. No, no. It was a a daughter. Wait a minute. How, How is it spelled? L-E-E. Me! Stanley! The man! So that's the other comment. I'm working with Ringo Starr to make him a superhero! So, another new fan we've never heard from before, uh, uh, Adam. Uh, Not to be confused with Rob's brother, Adam. Adam. um says apparently he goes. This is a great show. Been loyal listener for the past couple of years. Um, he says since you mentioned the Avengers, uh, he goes. My favorite paunchism is uh for him and his eight-year-old son Nate is the Stan Lee impression. It's
1: me, Web Slingers. <laughs> He's my favorite. I'm his favorite. It's favorite man. He he defeats the evil doers by. Favoriting them on Twitter.
0: Uh, that made so, no. Su- I'm sorry, that made no sense. No, because it's Facebook. Every time he <laughs> goes, every time we've seen Stan Lee on TV promoting something. Now, first of all, I've never seen Stan Lee on TV promoting anything. So
1: <laughs> me.
0: He goes Avengers, Comic Con, etc. Maybe he means like interviews. He goes, well, run around the house shouting, "It's me!" dan lee that's awesome and making up invented superheroes on the spot i invent a new superhero every 45 seconds i my newest superhero is m&m's man he takes m&m's and throws them at the uh, the evil doors and they choke from it goes into their esophagus I throw peanut m ms at the evil doers and they're allergic to peanuts so they die. <laughs> that's awesome though. I'm glad well I am I am It makes me very happy to read comments like that like from David, from Brian, from from Adam, from Dennis, from everybody like hey that yeah. was so funny and we do this around the house. I, that's awesome yes so uh, yeah so mm-hmm. all of those comments um by the way whatever happened to speaking of our, our listeners whatever happened to paul chang and juan pedro in missouri wasn't it the same person i don't think so <laughs> whatever happened to them I don't know. They were doing the Paunch. He was doing the Paunch Show Marathon like Spaceman David, and I think he must have just collapsed somewhere along the way and died. Now, Spaceman David in England, not only is this his sixth Paunch Stevenson Show Marathon, he also did a comment marathon (laughs) this past month or two, and he has left a comment on every Every single episode episode on PaunchStevenson.com. All 193 episodes. Well, and not only that, but he sa- somewhere he wrote that he's he's starting a marathon of the Overnightscape, oh. starring Frank Nora. He's gonna be there for a long time. Oh my god, he's insane! Yeah, he's absolutely gonna be there insane. A long time. The only thing I could suggest to David is he's always talking about how he listens to our episodes. He listens to old episodes that he likes on the train, I guess, going to work. Yeah. But he must listen to him in his headphones and he starts like laughing uncontrollably into people like look at him strangely in England. <laughs> so I- I'm saying he should do what I've told you to do, which is just walk around with a boombox with us playing. Yes. And now the people will be forced to listen to us. Yes. Including the times when we insult the Englishman. <laughs> That's right, love. We smell their blood. I mean, uh, I mean. You know, it's like I said, you know, you gotta walk around with the boombox love.
1: <laughs>
0: um Yes, yeah, so so David in England, new Paunch Stevenson show record, leaving yeah. a comment on every single episode. <laughs> well, we've never even done that. <laughs> oh, no, but but so so this is good. This is good. Alright, next. Um Oh, uh, just a little quick update. Um, by the way, just, I, I, again, real quick, I know that David in England is a big fan of 1980s cartoons, as are we. And I know our listener and and our fan Esteban, he's been posting his podcast on his website, please save me robots dot blogspot dot com, and mm. I feel very bad because I've fallen behind on that, uh, and I've looked through, you know, the 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 last 10 or 15 episodes by, and by the way it's actually called the roboplastic apocalypse right and just just saying i feel bad i fell behind on his podcast but i yeah. do want to listen because i'm reading the the uh the descriptions and it's like he's interviewing people who worked on the transformers cartoons yes, and the v- yes. this is incredible i real, i have to listen so
1: well, Esteban- because he's
0: always he's always going to these like conventions and stuff that seem like they're down in texas or florida it's all this stuff going on in florida which is where he is so he gets to go to all this stuff like we none of this stuff ever happens up by us no so he's I- also and he's also on facebook the Roboplastic Apocalypse on uh, Facebook, as well as uh, some other account that he has. Mm. And I, I'm always talking to him on there because he's always uh, posting some interesting things. Well, Esteban, I promise <clears throat> I will catch up on your podcast, and it sounds very interesting to me, and I apologize. <laughs> and and I'm going to get him on the show to discuss some stuff because... I want to discuss the new Transformers series, the new Cat series, and you're never going to see any of them, so it's a waste of time.
1: I will see the no,
0: Transformers. So. All right, um, quick update. Die,
1: Autobot!
0: All right. Quick update. Starscream! Uh, the last episode I said that I wanted to to win the Celebrity Apprentice. It's me, Penn Jillette. Yes, well, Paunch luck, he was eliminated immediately. after i said it you're fired
1: pen you're fired (laughs) but mr trump i'm the idea man you can't (laughs) fire me i'm the idea man well the funny thing
0: was like every single task either Pendulette or asinio hall would come up with the ideas for these tasks and they would always lose (laughs) so finally you know trump is like he's like Uh, like Clay Aiken was the, was the, uh, the project manager. He's like, Clay, you know, I, every,
1: it seems like every, every week we're here because Arsenio or Penn come up with ideas. And, and I think these guys are brilliant, but they, but they constantly lose.
0: (laughs) But anyway, so Penn was thrown off and, but that's like Lisa Lampanelli too. Like, (laughs) I'm the idea person. Uh, I come up with all the ideas. Donald Trump's like, Yeah, but you lose every week, so what good is that? I don't know. I still like to see uh, Lou Ferrigno throw her
1: through the wall. Mr. Trump, I give 110%, Mr.
0: Trump. 110%! (laughs) So, um, he did announce, I heard him on the radio, he did announce, though, that even though he lost his boss, which is, he works at the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas, and they're actually owned by Caesars Las Vegas, um... They actually went ahead and donated $250,000 to his charity, which is the amount of money he would have gotten had he won The Apprentice. Wow. Well, that's that was very and nice. I don't even remember what his charity was. <laughs> that was very nice. Yeah. Pundra mm. Do you remember, it was several weeks ago, there was a task. They were in Union Square Park in Manhattan. And... They had to raise money. oh it it was the one with Regis. It was the they they Rageous. they were Regis. They were selling the the New York City tour books that they made. That's right. So people were coming up giving them money. Penn Gillette calls the Blue Man group. Uh. The Blue Man Group shows up and literally starts throwing money up into the air <laughs> with this mob of people, and it, it uh. was a disaster. Uh. Oh, well, what do you expect? Blue Man idiots. <laughs> Next. Idiots dressed in blue playing drums. Who the hell wants to listen to that. Next. Um. Alright. Uh okay. Tobias Fuke. Who's that? <laughs> he joined the Blue Man group. Oh yes! <laughs> and that's a perfect segue! <laughs> we don't plan this stuff, I'm telling you. We're not even the, the same. A uh, place here. It's just ESP. It's it's that simple. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so that segue. Arrested Development. One of my favorite shows. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yes. They. I. I remember we we had said a while ago. I think last year, because they had announced that. Um, they were going to do like I don't know, like ten episodes. Um, of the show leading up to a feature film, but that the 10 episodes would each one would like highlight one of the characters, like to show you where they've been. Yeah. Well, here's the good news, good news and bad news for some people, I guess. The good news is they scrapped that idea. Good. <laughs> they're, they're going to do like, I think it's like 10 or 11 episodes. However, it's going to be episodes just like the series, so it's going to be all the cast in each episode. That's good. Yes. Um. In fact, yes, it's going to be ten. They're going to be they're shooting it this summer, and then the ten episodes will debut in early two thousand thirteen. However, well, if, they're not going if, to if be on wo- television. Wait, hold on, hold on. Ugh. If the world still exists, it's true. December twenty first, we're all gonna be dead. Um but it's not gonna be on television. It's going right to Netflix. That is fine. Well, that means I have to pay for it. No. I shouldn't have to pay no, for no. it. Oh no, you get a thirty day free trial. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay, but they're not gonna release them all in thirty days. They actually might release them Netflix all is cons- at once. Yeah, they Netflix is consistent. Oh yeah no, no. sorry. No, it's okay. Netflix is considering whether or not to release like a traditional TV show, a new episode every week and drag it out. Or like they did with their original series, Lillehammer, just (laughs) release them all at once in one shot. And then people could just do a marathon. Actually, that is what they're going to do with Rise of Development. I'm reading it here. Well, then there you go. This is technically they're considering the fourth season. And it will premiere all at once. Although I assume, I don't know if they're doing a movie after this or not. I don't know. Well, one of my other favorite shows, Futurama. Yeah. A similar thing happened with that where Comedy Central, I think it was last year. They started producing new episodes after like, you know, after like seven years of being off the air. I think that's cool. Well, yeah. And and, and what you know, other show also, could, could have that done? Well, they've done it already. I mean, Futurama even, they did the made-for-DVD movies. No, but I mean, what other show could, like, okay, Futurama, Arrested Development's coming back after, like, oh, seven years. What yeah. other show? Like, Seinfeld? <laughs> the <laughs> Jeffersons? I no, I don't know. Jeffersons. The Odd Couple? Bring Mac, married with children. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, Pig. Hey, Pig. Hey, Peg, the aliens want my socks.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. That would Obviously, be cool. I'm excited. That would be cool because, I mean, let's face it. What has David Faustino been up to? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing. Exactly. Anyway, so Arrested Development coming back. Nice. Coming back. Now, speaking of Jason Bateman, wait, I was going be- to... You, you expect the guy in the $3,000 suit to pick up these boxes? Come on! Who is that? Pendulette jo- Joe Bluth. Who's that? Job Bluth. The brother. Oh, Will you, Arnett, the brother. Yeah, but that's come, not Jason Bateman. Come, come on. You, you expect the guy in the $4,000 suit yeah. to... <laughs> to, 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 well, to drive the forklift. Clo- Come on. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh. Job Um. Hmm, yeah. He always talks like that. Anyway, Jason Bateman. I um. It finally. I guess I found this. The movie came on HBO. So I watched it. Horrible bosses. Oh, it was. It was funny. Did Did we ever review that? I don't think I mean, we you? did. Actually, I think I forgot. You <laughs> never did. I actually saw that in the theater. Really? Yeah. No, we. I, I forgot to review it. Uh-huh. So anyway, I saw it finally. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was very funny. It was funny. Um, Bateman was good. Uh, uh what's his name? Jason Sudeikis Jason was very funny. Jason
1: Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis.
0: Um. And Charlie Day. Yeah, Charlie Day from Always Sunny it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I mean Ken, he's hey he's, you know he, he, he uh, I you know I I don't think we should do this. Because if you do this, it's gonna get really bad.
0: <laughs> he's very hyper. Yeah. And, um, and so so they were the three employees who were at different place yeah, different companies. And then um Jennifer Aniston, yes. Kevin Spacey, and who was the other guy? Uh well it was um, Colin Colin Farrell Farrell were the three <laughs> horrible bosses yeah Co- Colin Farrell looked like Tom Cruise <laughs> in Tropic Thunder yeah well yeah it was a makeup well yeah and uh, Jennifer Aniston was
1: pretty
0: pretty pretty foxy pretty 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 pretty, pretty good uh, good. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, it was really funny. I mean I usually don't like these these latter day, you know, straight comedies, but I happen to like that one at least. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um Oh, by the way, Three Stooges. Ugh. The guy who played Mo, right, like Will Sasso played Curly. He was from Mad TV. I knew him. he's been in some sitcoms and movies. I knew him. Sean Hayes. He was in Will and Grace. A couple other things. I I knew him. But the guy, like we kept saying, like this this Chris Diamantopoulos guy. We're like who is this guy? I don't know this guy. He's, like, does, he does. He did a really good job. And I looked him up, and I couldn't. I I I didn't even recognize him. He's on that show. Actually, speaking of Arrested Development, he's on the the current sitcom with Will Arnett and Christina Applegate. Up all night. Oh, well, I've never seen that. He so. plays the guy who likes Maya Rudolph's character Ava, who's supposed to be a parody of Oprah Winfrey. And it's like, and 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 on the show, he he likes the Ava character. He plays this this. um I want to say Greek because he's Greek, but he plays this this sort of like Greek guy with an accent, and you know, "Ooh, Eva, I love you so much," and and then it's like on this show, on on the Three Stooges, it was like I I swear to God, I didn't even recognize the guy. He's I I get it turns out he's he must be a very good actor. Well, yeah, I mean he's. uh He's imitating Mo. <laughs> no, but I mean, but but to be able to. Oh, and he was in that uh, Mork and Mindy, yeah, <laughs> documentary movie. Oh, uh, he he God. played Robin Williams. Uh. So this guy has a very wide range. Wow. Um. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, and and I I saw a brief interview with him chris Diamantopoulos,
1: yeah
0: and he said when he auditions for the role of mo in the three stooges movie Mm. he he said he is a huge three stooges fan this was a dream come true for him when he auditioned he he went to the audition in character as mo howard and he said he he walked into the room there's like you know dozens and dozens of guys with like t-shirts and jeans and he was the only one who sat there waiting to be called into the room as Mo. That's right. And he said, it, it, in, in this little interview I saw, he said that he was hoping so, so badly that he got this role. Not just because it's like, hey, it's a movie and, and I want to be in it. I mean, yeah, like that was part of it. But 90% he wanted this role so bad." Because he said he is such a huge Three Stooges fan, he knew out of all the people in that room, he's the only like he he wanted to make sure that the movie was done correctly. So he got his wish. Wonderful. Next. Okay. Um, I thought that was good. I thought that yeah. was like it. This movie ah. was obviously made by wonderful by wonderful by diehard fans. Ugh. Next. Um, yeah. Now, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of comedies, uh, I was watching South Park the other night. Don't ask me why. I hardly ever watch the show live or whatever. It's funny. So I happened to be watching a new episode. I didn't even realize it was new because you know, I don't watch it that much. But it was live action. What? Yes. It was last week <laughs> who was playing the roles of the characters. No, I don't know some nobodies I've never seen before. So it was it was real children in a real school. No, they were they were like young adults. <laughs> what? Yes. What was the topic of the episode? Uh well I didn't I didn't see the whole thing. I kind of caught it in the middle, but um basically uh, uh who's the one with the I don't even remember. It was either Stan or uh, the other guy. Stan uh, has the blue Kyle. hat. Kyle has the green hat. Yeah, I just don't remember which guy it was. But one of them, I, I don't know what happened, but they were, they were spoofing some kind of um, movie, I think. Um, I want to see. Uh, let me see. Here it is. Uh, article in the Huffington Post. Uh, I should have never gone zip lining. Was the title of the episode. Um, Why? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's a parody of the highly dramatic Animal Planet show. I shouldn't be alive. <laughs> which is like people who get like mauled by animals or something and live to tell the story. Wow. So the four of them Un- are yeah. The- Unlike the Grizzly, the grizzly man. man, yes, I know. Um, the uh, so the four of them are like on, or uh, like young adults, you know, like looks like they're about like college age, and they're on this boat, you know, in in like the middle of the ocean or something, on this like you know boat, and is it the love boat? <laughs> no, it's like a small like boat, you know, pleasure craft, a canoe. No, what a boat, a, a, a speedboat. Well, I don't know. All right, all fishing right. boat. All right. So they're on there, and then I don't know what happens. Something happened, and Kenny gets killed. <laughs> Still, <laughs> he gets killed, and then they're like throwing up on each other. And they get arrested or something. I don't know. And <laughs> what? It, it's really goofy. Oh no! Sorry, he dies of boredom. I, I don't know. But uh, so, yeah. Th- so did they go? <laughs> he died of boredom. Oh. Did they go zip lining?
1: I guess. <laughs> I forbid you to go zip lining, Starscream.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought I was watching. it. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> but you know. Do as I command. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, I don't know. Watch it. Maybe you can, you can uh, review it some point later for your, your special takes on these things. My very really accurate remember. takes no. on these things. By the way, you know, Steven Seagal has a new show. Under Siege 3? No, not even worse. No, what is it? He had the Lawman show. Yeah. So what is this? No, this isn't a reality show. This is a scripted show. It's called uh, Steven Seagal True Justice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Biggest Loser. No. Nah. It's called True Justice, and basically the production quality of it, the acting quality, the, the dialogue quality is pretty much like, you know, all these like Eastern European-based, you know, based, produced <laughs> movies that he's been doing? Yes. It's basically like those, except I think they shot it in Canada. I thought you were gonna say they shot it with a camcorder. No, it looks like it. Uh it's <laughs> it's putrid. And does does he talk like this throughout the movie? He does. Very he's wearing sad. he's wearing that like, you know, six foot long leather uh, robe that he has. <laughs> it's just appalling. He's some kind of like lead detective, and then there's all these other actors, you know, they're trying to solve crimes or something. And it's terrible, and... Could you imagine... The,
1: could you imagine if me and Marty Funghauser uh, were in uh, a movie together?
0: Yeah, it'd be like the... It'd be like the... the Instead of the horse whisperer, be the moron whisperer. <laughs> so,
1: I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to the bank. Uh, the, the blood bank. Because I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a zen mojo priest. Mary, Mary. <laughs> so, um... Now,
0: here's the kicker.
1: <laughs> Wait, we should do the next episode. We should do the next episode uh. as dueling Steven <sighs> And The whole episode hey. would just be like this. <gasps> yes, right. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh. I'm going I'm to sing you a song from the Crystal Cave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, guess what channel it's on. I bet you you can't because you've never heard of this channel. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. The Travel Channel. No, oh, it's more No, it's the Reels channel. What is that? Reels. R E L R E E L Z Reels. It's
1: it's for Reels. It's for Reels, yo.
0: Basically, this channel. This channel. I I mean, I have Fio, so I've, I've had this channel for a while. It's in standard def, of course, only. Uh, they have an HD version, but like nobody has it. Um, and Reels was started like six years ago, but for like years and years and years, the only thing they had on there were trailers. <laughs> What's the point of that? <laughs> they had like nothing else. Like, they had literally like nothing else. So now, um, like like mobile homes. No, no movie trailers. Oh. Well, still you know, what's, like, So what's the point of that? I don't know. It's terrible. It's like, oh, gee whiz, um, look at this. It's 2011. I'm watching a movie trailer in standard definition. For a movie that came out four years ago. Uh, yeah. So, so they had that, and now they, they have some reruns of some other shows, but... Wait, that's like... Um, do you remember in the movie Demolition Man when yeah. Sylvester Stallone gets woken up in the future... Yeah. And he's riding in the car with Sandra Bullock, and she's listening to a radio station, yeah. and the radio station is a station <laughs> commercials. of commercials. From the 50s. It's like that. I know, it's stunk, It's a TV but... channel of commercials. Yeah, so anyway, it's stunk. So, um, they now have this True dust, true Justice show with <laughs> Steven Seagal. And the crazy thing was Steven Seagal has been, like, offering on, like, Facebook and Twitter, he's been offering, um, like, contests uh, where he randomly will pick someone who to win and then they can appear on this show or something. I, I don't know. Really? Yeah. You know what this means. Oh, boy. How do we enter? Well, you got to be on Facebook. Come on. How? Well, or Twitter. I don't know if he's doing it on Twitter. All right. Well, you're on Facebook. Enter. I uh, know, yeah, but then it would have had, it would have meant I would have had to follow all of his stupid stuff. Listen, uh, could you imagine if the two of us get to star with him on this TV show? We would sabotage the whole thing. <laughs> Every time the director's like, okay, action. And it's like if one of us has a line, we would say like,
1: so... So, Stephen, where do you think <sighs> we should go? <gasps> why are you talking like that, Ron? <clears throat> why am I talking like what, Stephen?
0: No, no, you should talk like him in, the uh, in, the uh, whatchamacallit, Alfred Justice? <laughs> oh, no, not hey, the, uh, the other one.
1: Hey, it's a, it's a me, Gino uh, Fellino. Hey, it's Gino Fellino i am gonna uh, beat the you up, uh, hey, I'm an Italian man, hey.
0: Yeah. Oh, here, yeah. Here's the here's the fan giveaway. Here, sixteen entries. Apparently, uh, that's it. Only sixteen. No, people no, there. no. It ends in sixteen days. No, there's sixteen prizes, including one of which is a uh, a, a grand prize. Is the grand prize that the show is taken off the air? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> um. Yeah. So maybe I'll I'll have to enter this stupid thing. <laughs> how unbelievably hilarious would that be (laughs) come on that would be awesome well what if i like it it's too bad it's not like a live show because they can edit it but like in the middle of it i just roundhouse kick steven seagal right in the stomach (laughs) i'll break my leg
1: Now what you gotta do? Oh, get out of here! With why the are idiot. you talking like that? Why am I talking like what? What you gotta do? All right. You're very violent. You're
0: you're you're lashing out. Yeah. Um. Well, you know how mm-hmm. you said before that we need to get Esteban on the show again. Yeah, which I agree with very much. I I want him on the show all the time. <laughs> but. I think we also need to get Cassine Gaines on the show again. Why? Well, to follow up with him about the Pee Wee Herman book, number one, and number two, so I can redeem myself after that that putrid... Oh, terrible. (laughs) You're horrible. I swear to God, look, I don't even, I don't take medicine, I don't do anything, but if you listen to that episode with Cassine Gaines where we were interviewing him, it was like I drank an entire bottle of, of Tylenol or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I have to redeem myself. Uh, anyway. But seriously, um, though, we Cassine Gaines, if you're listening, we want you on the show again. Fine. It'll be fun. <sighs> um... What was I gonna say? Uh, uh have you did you see this um oh you showed me this stupid big man cartoon, the kid from Brooklyn?
1: Hey, it's the big man. <laughs> the kid from Brooklyn dot <laughs> com. <laughs> the voice The Voice of the People The Kid from Brooklyn.com Are
0: are you alone there? Tonight, yes, I am alone. Oh, gosh. Good thing, because otherwise oh I would not be doing these screaming voices.
1: <laughs> um, hey, hey, the big, man's the big man. W W W dot the kid from Brooklyn dot com. I walk into the
0: Starbucks. Uh, well, that was the thing. So <laughs> apparently, the kid from Brooklyn, somebody took that like Star Wars Starbucks video that he did. And they turned it into an animated thing. Yeah, v- very bad. Where basically he's a gigantic gorilla, which I thought was strange. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> but he's still going. The kid from Brooklyn.com. Uh, yeah, still- yeah, I know. He's on Facebook. I got him on Facebook. He's always been complaining about something. <laughs> oh,
2: kid boy.
0: Brooklyn. Kid from Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so that, um, the other thing I was going to mention was, have you seen this ridiculous Tupac Shakur hologram? (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) I don't have anything to say about it. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just wondering now. The the obvious question is now that if this is possible, what else is possible with these holograms now? Well, the thing I, is... I mean, look. Obviously, supposedly, Tupac Shakur is dead. <laughs> so they have dude, this... Um, he's definitely dead. What? He's definitely dead. Yeah, so they have this... Uh, <clears throat> what is it called? Uh, something... Uh, the hologram. No, I know, but there's a... Uh, the name of, of, of the illusion is Pepper's Ghost. <laughs> okay. And it's a thing where... um, It's like a... a, a, a wait,
1: wait. Is it the ghost of Sheriff J.W. Pepper?
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Well, golly! Who is that? The guy,
0: the, the, the hillbilly sheriff from, uh, uh, the man with the golden gun and live and let die. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's an illusion that was invented in the 1800s. It's called Pepper's ghost. And it's, it's an image that is reflected off a mirror that looks transparent and it looks like a ghost. All right, but in this case, instead of doing a a ghost type of illusion, they did a rapper who's dead, <laughs> and not only that, they redubbed his audio with you know it was like old footage of him that that they they projected onto the stage and they redubbed the audio to make him say things he wasn't originally saying in the original footage, okay. So, sort of like, OK, I mean, you know, that's <laughs> is that right? Uh, OK, well, no, but I'm just saying they could bring the Beatles back. Well, that's what I mean. It's like they could get footage of John Lennon from some <laughs> talk show or something, project him onto the stage and, and just, you know, get some Russian guy to dub his voice and be like, you know, hey, this is John Lennon. I am here to to tell all of you hello and you know it's like I I mean it's technology-wise I I feel like it's cool but at the same time it's like I, I don't know if that's right to do to make a dead person nah. say things the person never said well I'm not, i I wouldn't be talking about him saying anything I mean playing performing as stupid as that is, I'm well, I'm That has actually been done, I think, with Elvis Presley, I think. Was it him oh. or was it Frank Sinatra? I remember a few years ago there was uh, a a similar thing where someone was performing on stage with this projection. I think it was Elvis. Oh, did, no, it was Elvis. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, who was he performing? I think it was his daughter, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. But imagine, yeah, so imagine if, imagine if concert footage of, let's say, John Lennon projected onto the stage, and Paul McCartney gets up there and plays, standing next to it, the same song. Oh, by the way, the hologram of Elvis, when he was performing, was was with Celine Dion.
1: Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs>
0: anyway. Yeah, so um I don't know. The Tupac uh uh hologram. For anyone who's interested in how they did it, if you go to wikipedia dot org mm. and type in Pepper's Ghost. Mm. It it explains it and it illustrates it. All right. Next. Um. All right. Beyond the celebrity Deaths I had <laughs> one more thing. Yeah. I don't. Know, what did you have? I have a few things. All right. We'll make them quick. Um, <clears throat> all right, rapid fire. God, I remember when we were in ninth grade, every year in school, let's say July or August, I would go school shopping with my parents, and they would take me to Kmart or Bradley's or, or whatever, you know. And and I would buy, I, I would get all my school clothes for that coming year. And that was it. We just did it all in one shop. Which I hated, but that's what we did. And I remember going into ninth grade, we we did the school shopping. And for some reason, I kept seeing these t-shirts with Looney Tunes characters on them. It was this big thing. So there was a, a Bugs Bunny shirt, a Daffy Duck shirt, a Tasmanian Devil shirt, etc. You didn't buy it, did you? Well, for some reason, no. Nah. I, I don't know why. For some reason, I had to have all of them. Oh God! And do you remember? And 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 so like you know, like I had the Bugs Bunny one, I had the Daffy yeah. Duck one, Marvin the Martian. I had all these shirts of Looney Tunes. I have a picture of you wearing the Marvin the Martian. See? At my house. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it's like after maybe like the second or third time, I, I just felt so stupid in school wearing these yeah. Looney Tunes shirts. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know. So, uh, you didn't see me wearing any of that stuff. No. <laughs> Uh next I have a oh, whatever God. happened to well the, that was a stupid style that was a stupid yeah stupid style the looney tunes shirts this was <laughs> what was it it was 1992 1993 uh I have a whatever happened to whatever happened to Callista Flockhart nah. she was Married on to this the Harrison Ford I know she married Harrison Ford, but she was on this uh, super popular smash hit TV show, which I never watched, uh, called Allie McBeal. That yeah, it was terrible. From though. 1997 to 2002, she was this big super mega star. Allie McBeal goes off the air. She's gone, she vanished. What happened to her? How does no, that one, happen? One trick pony. Yeah, I guess. All right, next. <clears throat> um, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I had mentioned this in, uh, let me just pull this up here real quick. Um, in the Pawn Stevenson show episode 181 on PawnStevenson.com, we talked about my trip to England. London and Liverpool, and I can't remember if I mentioned this, but we were in, uh, the in Liverpool especially, there were several different Beatles tours, and at the end of the Beatles tours you can go to their gift shops, and I can't remember if I mentioned this, but in the gift shop, obviously there's all this Beatles stuff, there was a couple of Who things, a couple of Rolling Stones things. And then for whatever reason, there was a section devoted to Donny Osmond. What? It made no sense. Not from England. I know. So David, David in England, Spaceman David, I think he lives near Liverpool. Is is Donny Osmond a big thing over there in the year 2011 In the year 2012? Is Donny Osmond big in liverpool i don't get it i can't imagine that he is it made no sense whatsoever uh next do you remember a couple years ago was some kind of like maybe mtv video music awards and guns and roses the old band guns and roses had reunited and they performed do you remember this? Uh, I don't recall them reuniting. No, 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 no. All right. You're right. They didn't, the, the original band didn't reunite, but Axl Rose started a new Guns N' Roses. Yeah, he still has it. He tours and everything. So, evidently, during, like I said, a few years ago, during this, whatever kind of like MTV award show, I think it was MTV. Um,. You know Axel Rose was like in the in the late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties this very thin, lanky guy he would do all the dancing, so a few years ago he gets N' Rose's like this new version, he comes running out on stage, he runs up to the microphone, he's like three hundred pounds, yeah and so not only is that very odd because back when he was popular, he was like ninety pounds. Now he's 300 pounds, and not only that, he runs to the microphone to start singing the song. And he literally has to stop singing because he's out of breath. (laughs) Do you remember this? No. (laughs) It's hilarious. Well, they just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and everybody showed up except him. (laughs) He ran out of breath. I really don't. I I just, I can't stand him. I was a fan, you know, 20 years ago, but I just, I hate him. <laughs> Gotta hold your breath. Hold your breath. All right, real fast. Um, Is it true there are wild turkeys roaming around Belleville and Nutley? Yeah, I've said this already on the show. You did? I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know, I thought I'd... Yeah, I've been in turkeys for a few years now. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. For those who are listening, Belleville, New Jersey, Nutley, New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey, you know, we live in the suburbs. We do not live in some rural farm area. This is a very developed city area with a lot of strip malls and houses and apartments. Why are there wild turkeys roaming around? Yeah, but I mean, we have parks, so they're there. I mean, you got the Canadian geese, you have turkey, you got turkeys here and there, you get deer. Yeah, but I thought I thought deer. But where did did did. the where did the turkeys come from? I mean, they just migrate, you know. Wow. No, I mean they, you know, they're they're around. uh, You know, the problem is that like in new jersey there's so much sprawl now where they just keep building and building and building into the forest that all these animals have nowhere to go so they basically just show up on your back door yeah it's true I mean, there it was a bit ba- a couple of years ago there was a bear in nork <laughs> a real. bear yeah a bear um all right big real, bear. R- rapid fire rapid fire big bear chase me whatever happened to Us talking about the International Federation of Competitive Eating. Well, what happened was I just completely have no interest in it. (laughs) Come on. 80 chicken nuggets in five minutes. But the the novelty wears off. I mean, it's like here's the problem. Instead of like saying, "Okay, well, this guy ate 80. Maybe now the next guy should eat 90. No, they just move on to another food. <laughs> Who cares? All right, the ifoce, you know, and, and it's like I, I, I'm tired of uh, why is it getting a play on ESPN, the hot dog eating competition? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, next, um, the price of video games, uh, is is getting very high. Right, you got you. you if you I go to the buy s- them, huh? How would you know? You didn't even gonna buy them. Well, because I go to the store, and these video games are like sixty dollars. Yeah, it's been sixty for years. So why doesn't President Obama lower the price of video games? Why is why is he raising the price of video games? Why? How? How? <laughs> how could he even remotely control the price of video games? Exactly. So why do you get all of these millions of idiots who keep insisting, oh, my God, the price of gas is, is $4 <laughs> a gallon. Why does Obama keep raising the prices? Why doesn't he lower the price? Why doesn't President Obama lower the price? Because they're morons. <laughs> so I replaced the word gas with video no, games. I, uh, and obviously it makes no sense. So why don't these people mm. make the connection that he does he doesn't control the price of video games, he doesn't control the price of gas he doesn't control the price of anything? Well, because they, what they is wrong have with these it, people. Because they watch Fox News and they listen to uh and all and they just they have it in their heads that you know, the president has some control of the price. No, they they have the president has no control of the price of 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 oil at all. Why would he? Well, because there's the U.S., the United States has strategic oil reserves. They keep, you know, just tons and tons of oil in reserve in case there's some apocalypse. Yeah, but President Obama isn't the CEO of Exxon or Mobil or Hess or BP. They say, you know, the only thing they could possibly do is if they released some of the oil reserves, you could have more oil on the market. But the problem is the oil is, you know, they say, oh, well, they got to drill more. Got to drill more oil, well, you know, or, or build more of this oil pipeline. The problem is, every single drop of oil, whether it's drilled for in the United States, or in the Middle East, or Canada, or Mexico, wherever, every single drop goes onto the world oil market. Every single drop. The 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 Wom. No, that that's not. It's not really the. Mid- the name but anyway every single drop goes on to there so and the problem is it can be bought and sold by these speculators in this futures market so basically they can just they they you know force up the price of oil with you know quasi reasons like oh there's going to be some war here war there nothing ever happens and that's all they're doing they're just driving the price up so they can make more money off of it it's a scam why don't they speculate on the past Uh, that wouldn't be speculation, then. That would be, uh, history. All right, well, history is repeating itself. Well, yes, they're crooks. What can I tell you? Do you remember Julie Brown? Downtown Julie Brown? No, the other Julie Brown. I don't remember the other Julie Brown. I don't remember downtown Julie Brown. Well, no, because downtown Julie Brown was the black British woman. Yeah not downtown Julie Brown was the white comedian woman. Alright, where is she now? Well she had some songs like Cause I'm a Blonde and Don't
1: Everybody notice. Run, The
0: Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun, and then it was in the 1980s. Whatever. So um on her YouTube channel, which is what? Uh Ugh. So much um, for a rapid fire. I know rapid fire. I, I'm I'm trying. New, okay. Um, she she had come out with a new music video of a of a new song. Yeah. And <laughs> why can I not find it? now? All right, we're moving on. Right. This I don't care. No, come on. I don't care about right, her. Wait, wait, wait. No, I care. This is <sighs> very important. Uh, all right, whatever. All right, I'll come back to it next. Pass, pass. Pass. We're, <laughs> we're running out of time. Pass. What is this? The ten thousand dollar pyramid? Segway. Wait, 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 wait. One more thing. You're, you're come gonna on. like this. You're gonna like this. Let me just look it up real quick. Uh. All right. We've talked about on punchstevenson.com... The 92Y Tribeca place in New York City. Yeah. It was episode 170, com. <clears throat> like, I, I've been there with our friend Jack, our listener Jack in New Jersey, Jack Silbert. Yeah. We've seen comedians there. So, evidently, at the 92Y Tribeca, If their website ever loads. Okay. At the 92Y Tribeca, Friday, May 25th, 2012, at 7 o'clock PM, the 92Y Tribeca screening room located at 200 Hudson Street in Manhattan uh, is a screening of, I want to look up the date here. But you just said the date. No. Is a screening of the the 1994 movie Cabin Boy. Oh God, definitely count me out. And Ugh. it is followed by a live question and answer session with Chris Elliott. Ah, oh, count me in. Now, the thing is, here's the catch. Oh, boy. How much? I'm going to click on buy tickets. I remember when they had Larry King there, and I I wasn't going to go, but I looked it up, and it was expensive. So I I go to the 92y.org website. I click on buy the tickets for the cabin boy and the Q&A with Chris Elliott. Sold out. Oh boy! Wow, my one chance to meet Chris Elliott uh, sold out. Well, you could always like stand stand at the exit door or something, try and like uh yeah, that's jumping. Uh, it says also screening the same night, May twenty fifth, twenty twelve, at nine thirty p.m. After the Q and A, is there's something about Mary. <laughs> Uh, screening April 30th, 2012, is a, uh, uh, screening of a movie, God Bless America, which I never heard of, and another movie called Shakes the Clown, which, again, I've never heard of. So why are you mentioning it? Because those are followed by a live question-and-answer session with Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, God. No? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't talk like that anymore. He talks normal. God, tickets are only
1: $11.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's only $11 to beat Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, that's ten dollars and ninety nine cents too much. All right. <laughs> anyway, are you done yet? Come on. Uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll save the rest for next time. Thank you. Oh my god. All right. One more thing I was gonna mention. This is an unless I save it. Maybe I'll just save it. No, it's what. No, I'll save it, because you'll take too long, because you'll have to look at everything on the website, it'll take 25 minutes. What? No, I'm not telling you. No, come on. No, I can't, you'll you'll take too long. I'm not, I'm going to be rapid fire. You will, guaranteed. I guarantee. Alright, there's this website, it is called, it's been around for a few years, but somehow I never saw it. I posted this on digital press, but apparently you didn't even see it. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. The the handheld game website. Yes. Oh, okay. I did look at that. Well, you didn't you didn't write anything on my on my post. Well, because left me hanging there. I was at work and, when I was playing with the games. Ah, oh, f- f- what but you but yet you couldn't write something in. You're at work <laughs> playing all games. All right, all right. I'll post something. Any no, I don't care. Anyway, the website is Pick a pick. It's p i c a dash p i c dot com. Pick a pick. Okay, pick and a pick. it is it is somebody named hippopot Hippopot hippopotams or something. I don't know. Pick a pick. Hip 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 hip. put Um. Pick a pick. Anyway, uh, it's a digitized collection of handheld electronic games. This is Nintendo Game and Watches. This is all kinds of stuff. I don't know how you this guy did this. From the early 80s. He's got a few Tiger stuff. Uh I, I don't know. It's probably about like 20 of them. <laughs> Basically, you pick a game. You click. On, oh, he's got Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> you pick a game. It loads up, you zoom in, and it's, it's like high res scans of the games, you know, the actual like handheld games. But it's also the, somehow this guy made some kind of, you know, s- scans or took pictures of the, L- each frame of the LCDs. I know. I don't know how he did that. And, and it's- somehow by doing that, I mean, this is all in Flash, but somehow this guy wrote in Flash, he wrote the game like mechanics basically and all the buttons work it is amazing yeah, the sound effects the I sound mean, every I mean it is literally like playing the actual game and in many of these cases you will never play them because these are pretty expensive and well not in addition, well, you'll you'll never play them in real life yes. because they're old and yeah. where, where are you going to find these things No you can get them on eBay they're expensive um, but these are crystal clear. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't know how he did this. And you zoom in, it's unbelievable. And this is actually better, in my opinion, than the like the Game & Watch galleries that Nintendo came out with when they updated the, the games oh, for, for the for Game, Game, the Game Boy, Boy and the Game Boy Advance and all. Yeah, and the DS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because this is the real thing. And the thing is, you, on the website, you 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 can only play with the keyboard. However... You can if you map the keys because you can map the keys on each game to certain keys on your keyboard. You can download this free program and this is a thanks to our friend uh, Frankie on the Digital Press site. Um, this program is called Joy2Key. You download this thing, you open it, at, you know, in Windows and you map your joystick or you know, your gamepad in on your PC to these keys on your keyboard. And you can play the these games then with the with the, the uh, joystick. It's awesome that is awesome This is I'm telling this is one of the best, most awesome websites I have ever come across um, it's very impressive yes I am very impressed. I am impressed yes this is very impressive. I am impressed all right on to celebrity deaths. Celebrity deaths. Uh, Dick Clark wrote, born November 30th, 1929, mm. died April 18th, 2012, from a heart attack. Mm. 82 years old, host of, well, former host of yeah. American Bandstand and... The ten thousand dollar pyramid. pyramid. Dick Clark. Dick Clark, and of course, Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve. (laughs) Yeah. Which is now Seacrest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but look, look. The past few years, I did not know Dick Clark had a stroke where come on I'm just knew. saying like like several years ago I didn't know that he had a stroke so a few years ago it's New Year's Eve the TV's on and it's like oh why, why is it Ryan Seacrest oh whatever I guess Dick Clark retired or whatever no Ryan Seacrest is doing it and then in the middle of it they bring on Dick Clark and he's talking like Lou Ferrigno eh. yeah but he'd already missed a couple they had Regis doing them oh they do well I didn't watch it no, actually he's not talking like Lou Ferrigno. He's talking like like the IV Michael Jackson. Ugh. Yes, he had a stroke.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, he had a
0: stroke, but, but I'm not making fun of Dick Clark. I'm just saying you know, why would he agree to do that? Well, you know, I guess he's you know trying to help uh you know stroke victims to say, "Hey, look, you know, I can do this." Yeah, alright, alright. All I mean Kirk Douglas had a stroke. He can he he barely could talk and he still was doing movies. Greed is good. No, that's Michael Douglas. Spartacus. <sighs> Kirk Douglas. Um yeah, Dick Clark, America's youngest teenager or whatever that was oldest teenager. <laughs> Dead. But the fact is, let's face it, American bandstand for many, many years, probably ten years was the only place that rock and roll music could get on television. True. And so. uh I thought about I said, wait a minute. Alright, Dick Clark, at least he's eighty two years old. He's old, right? He's dead. Davy Jones, who was only sixty six, he's dead Gary Carter, 57. Whitney Houston, 48. All these people are dead. Abe Vigoda,
1: still alive. Did you hear this? Help me! Get me out of here! My God! This man's
0: not dead! Not dead. Not de- This man is not dead. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. This man is not dead. That's right, it's it's me, Abe Vagoda. I can can you can you get me out of this one more time, Tom, for old time's sake. Ninety one years old, Abe Vagoda. Yeah. And for that matter, Kirk Douglas. Wow. It was pretty old. Um Also, the last episode well we didn't talk about this, but when we went to see uh, Three Stooges. One of the previews was for um, this Dark Shadows movie that Tim Burton did, starring Johnny Depp. <clears throat> yeah. And, yeah, right. And the original Dark Shadows guy, the guy who played this Barnabas Collins, was Jonathan Frid. And he died. Ah, everybody's dying. He was uh, 87. Wow. He literally died, like, the night that the movie was premiering died. Wow. (laughs) And then, um... Huh? I was gonna say, uh... Hold on. You know the TV show... America's Got Talent? Yeah, that has nothing to do with anyone who's died. (laughs) No, I know. Well... His career has died. The new judge of this this competition show, America's Got Talent. Yeah.
1: It's me, Howard Stern. Hey Robin, it's me, Howard Stern. Hey Robin, it's me. Super. That's super. Howard
0: Stern I mean I know like we, we I, I I ranted about this in whatever episode it was of the Paunch Stevenson show. Um, but it's like, what is this? Like what in, in the year 2012, this isn't the year 1992. This Fart is, Man. this is the, yeah, this is in the year 2012. What is the draw of having Howard Stern be the judge on, on your competition show? I don't know. There is no draw. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Nobody cares about him. Anyway, I I, uh, I ranted about that in episode 162, The Fall of Howard Stern. All right. So last but not least, definitely not least, hmm. uh, uh, Passing Away was uh, probably my favorite drummer of all time, one of my favorite singers of all time, The Great. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Uh, you're interrupting me? <laughs> hold on a minute. No, I'm continuing. No, one of my favorite no. singers of all. Th- what? Come on. <laughs> We're already over ninety minutes here. One of your Stop. favorite. What? One of your favorite what? Singers, drummers of all time. Died. Yes. Phil Collins. No. Don Henley? <laughs> no. the Don Henley? Ringo Starr? No, no. He's still alive. So who is it? If you let me finish. <laughs> Can I he finish? Was, <laughs> he was a founding member of the group The Band. He was also an actor at times. He was in Coal Miner's Daughter, The Right Stuff, as well. What band? Uh, huh? What band? The Band. I know which one. The band. Which band? That's the band. The band. That's who they are. The band. No, who's on first? <laughs> no. The uh, the band with Robbie Robertson. <laughs> anyway, it's Levon Helm. <laughs> You're making this up. No, I'm not making this. Robbie up. Robertson, the band. Yes. Let me t- the band, they were they were originally they were uh, the backing band to uh, Bob Dylan when he went electric. And uh, then they went out on their own. They did a number of uh, great albums and uh, they really their first album was kind of out of the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was so good that it actually influenced uh, the Beatles and um, or, or clapped in a number of artists who heard it. and were like, wow, this is stupendous. Really? but uh, Wait, so, so what's the guy's name? Levon Helm. You don't know who the band are? No, what's the guy's name? Levon Helm. I said it before. Levon Helm? Yes! So is that the guy who sang that song, Make a Load Out of Your Fanny? No, that's... First of all, it's the weight, and it's Take a Load Off Fanny. Fanny? Fanny! Like, as in butt? Look, you are not going to... <laughs> Make fun of Levon Helm, one of my favorite all-time all time right, musicians all right, yeah, on this sorry. show. All right. It's not gonna happen. Come on, it's a comedy show. I don't care. All right, Levon Helm. Just have reverence for the man. How old was he? Seventy one. What did he die from? Well, he had cancer in the nineties and uh, it's unfortunate because he did survive. It was like a throat cancer, but it it's like ruined his voice. He really couldn't sing which is unfortunate because he had one of the greatest singing voices in uh, rock and roll history. So is that him singing the weight? Yes. Now that, that was a big song for them up on cripple Creek was a big song for them that he sang. Yes. Um, well, it was, it, it was like that kind of like, I don't want to say country, but it was kind of like that countryish rock. Well, it was, yeah, it was the early seventies. Well, they they, I mean the, one of the great things about the band was, Similar to the Beatles, and this is something you don't see this anymore. I mean, you, you talk about the band, the Beatles, um, the Beach Boys, um, you know, um, the Who, Who? Pink Floyd, the Who Pink Floyd. you know, one of the great things about these bands was, not only were they great musicians, great songwriters, great you know musicians in terms of what they could do. But they had like three these these bands had like two or three really good singers. Yeah, and the band itself they had Levon Helm who was from Arkansas and sung with that like kind of country twang. He, no, not like that. And um, and you know he he when he when he you know when he could talk he he talked like this. <laughs> That's right. It's. It, 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 it's it's on him. and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a clip to play, which is from the Martin Scorsese uh movie, The Last Waltz, which is widely considered the greatest musical you know performance movie of all time. Um, which was uh, and in it, Scorsese's talking about him, and he's 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 asking Levon, like. You know, like what? You know, what's this song? What's this thing? And he, and basically, Levon. It's really a few phrases, but he, it's really cool. He, he basically describes like what rock and roll is.
2: Near Memphis, uh, cotton country, rice country. Uh, yeah. What's it? The most think? interesting thing is uh, probably the music. Levon, who, um, who came from around there? Call Perkins. Carl Perkins, sure. Uh, Muddy waters. Of country music? Yeah. Elvis Presley, Uh Johnny Cash, Bo Diddley. That's kind of the middle of the country, you know, right there. So, bluegrass or uh, country music, you know, if it comes down to that area, and if it mixes there with rhythm, and if it dances, then you've got a combination of all those different kinds of uh, music. Country, bluegrass, uh, Blues music, the melting pot, show music. And what's it called
1: then? Rock and
0: roll. Rock and roll, yes. For sure. <laughs> but um they had him, they had this other guy, Richard Manuel, who everybody else in the band was Canadian except him. This hey. other guy, Richard, Richard Manuel, who who could sing like Ray Charles. I mean, literally, he would he would sing uh, George on My Mind and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and then the bass player uh, Rick Danko, who's also dead, uh, Rick Richard Manuel's dead too. Um, he sang with this kind of like very unique voice. It was, it was kind of like a little high pitch, but it was very unique. And Robbie Robertson, who's you know great guitarist, he wrote most of the songs, and they also had this guy um, Garth Hudson. Who, if you look at him, here is this guy, he was like this old-looking guy, balding with this beard, and he played the clavinet. <laughs> but, you know, you look at it, I mean, this guy was playing the clavinet in a rock and roll band. And like in the middle of these songs, like, you know, he would like on up on Cripple Creek did it too. And, you know, like you would hear you could he would just play these these notes that nobody else would had done before. And it's just an outstanding band. It's one of my favorite bands of all time, and you know, it just it stinks that he, you know, died. But for those who don't know, a clavinet is a is is an electric yeah, piano it's like a organ. or like an yeah, electric yeah. keyboard. Right, old. And, no, it's like old. You know, not not like you go to the store and you buy a Casio oh, keyboard no. today. It's like from the six seventies, I guess. Yeah, it's like a juice harp. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the band, uh, definitely one of my favorites of all time. Um, now you said what was the movie that was the best? Rock? The Last Waltz. What? The Last Waltz. It's the second best rock and oh. roll movie ever. What's the first? Still crazy? <laughs> no. Spice um, World. Oh, my.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: That was pretty bad that thing oh uh, pretty piece bad of garbage well but anyway yeah so um I, i'll make a i'll make up a, a bunch of uh, uh clips of different band songs with uh Levon helm singing but i really really wanted to play like i have i played i play i thought i played a, a, a full version of when i paint my masterpiece which is a bob dylan song which he sung Leave on Hell, which is one of the most incredible, you know, song performances I've ever heard. I thought I played it on this show before. It sounds familiar. I, I, I thought I did, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. Episode 172. Oh, I did. Wow. com 172. Yeah. Wow. June of 2011. Oh, yeah, because... It was Bob Dylan's seventieth birthday. Yeah. All right. So I'll just I'll make a a a a, a, a collage, so to say, of the uh, the band, uh, some of the Levon Helm songs. Now, growing up, I'm 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 being completely serious here. I have a legitimate serious question. Ugh, are we I, done yet? I have not looked up the lyrics ever in my life because I just <sighs> never thought to do it. Growing up, I could never tell and i'm I'm being serious I could never tell if the singer was saying "Take a load off Annie or take a load off fanny that's fanny with an f Nah. Huh. because because the the f at the end of off kind of blends into oh, it could wow. be like take a load off Annie' it's- Take a load off, Fanny. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Take a load for free. Boom, 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 boom. It's Fanny. But you see where my confusion could well come in, right? I suppose. The end. The end. <laughs>
2: I just need some place Where I can lay my head Hey mister can you tell Where a man might find a bed He just grinned and shook my hand